It's the Veterans Radio Hour. Brought to you by Dallas Corporation for all your corporate printing needs. And by GIN Productions, creating internet solutions. Websites can do that. Now, stay tuned. The Veterans Radio Hour is next on the Veterans Radio Network. Tango Charlie Bravo, you're a go for the Veterans Hour. So your company has a website. We are all familiar with how the web can be used to showcase information. But did you know the web can also be used as a medium to actually do something to help your business? GIN Productions delivers custom web-based technology and applications to meet the needs of your company. We have the experience and the expertise to deliver web applications, e-commerce solutions, and interactive multimedia. GIN Productions can help you in making difficult technology decisions. We work to make web technology work for your company and we will be there along the way to support you as you grow. Our comprehensive team includes talented programmers, software developers, graphic designers, and network specialists that strive to bring you the best. Contact us at our toll-free number 1-887-256-6914 or email us at info at GIMproductions.com. Websites can do that. Welcome, one and all, to the Veterans Radio Hour. It's our tribute to all of those who served our great nation's armed forces, past and present, and their tremendous accounts of heroic duty and bravery. With your host, Brigadier General Dave Grange. And now, coming to you live from our Veterans Center studio, here is General Dave. No, here is not General Dave. This is Kennedy Camp, the aide de camp to actually General Dave, who's on a well-deserved holiday vacation. And our show tonight is dedicated to all those veterans during the holidays. Especially tonight we're dedicating our show to all the active duty persons who are serving away from home during this holiday time. And we're gonna begin our show tonight with something a little bit different and very unique. Some young and talented people, mostly juniors and seniors from Barrington High School. This is the Barrington High School Madrigal Singers under the direction of Nancy Tobison. And now, for our military quote of the day, brought to you by our good friend, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Bogoyevich. During the holiday seasons, we Americans spread peace and goodwill. Now, at this troubled time in the world history, it is even more important to promote 
the cooperation of one planet, maybe even one people. Our quote today is from John F. Kennedy, who, was a mi who with the U.S. military might and diplomatic pressure stopped a war before it began. And he said this, quote, only in winter can you tell which trees are truly green. And only when the winds of adversity blow can you tell whether an individual or a country has steadfastness, unquote. Tonight, the Veterans Radio Hour salutes our veterans and our active duty personnel, all who have shown and who are showing steadfastness and love of their country. With us today on the show is going to be very unique because we have some nice people in the, in the room with us, both live audience as well as at the table. First, I want to introduce uh, Eric Peterson. He's an ensign, U.S. Navy, and uh, a fighter pilot from what I understand. Sitting with him also is Colonel Tom Rendell from the U.S. Army. He's a commander of the 2nd Brigade, the 2nd Region ROTC. And with us, our military enthusiast, the one who is the friend to all the veterans, Big Steve Sumsky. We're going to be uh, joined by a few people on the phone. Steve's got some friends calling in, uh, some great veterans. We're going to be talking about stories in relationship to the holidays, what veterans have done. First person on the phone we want to bring on is Christopher Michael. He's the chairman and the CEO of Military Advantage. Uh, prior to uh, founding Military Advantage, Chris was, Chris was a strategy consultant assisting companies in both the airline, entertainment, and financial service industries. More importantly, Chris served as a naval fighter, uh, flight officer in the United States Navy. He flew as a P-3 tactical coordinator and a mission commander in support of operations in both Desert Shield, Denai Flight, and the Bosnian Sharp Guard. Are you with us, Christopher? I am. I'm happy to be here. Great. Uh, one of the things I'd like to know uh, with you, because uh, Military Advantage is part of, uh, or the, the parent company of Military.com, probably one of the strongest military uh, helpful um, uh, websites that's out there today. It, it is, in fact, the world's largest military website. And approximately how many members are, do you have logged on usually? Well, we, uh, we serve about 2.3 million members and we get between one and three million other people using military.com each month and we send out about ten million newsletters each month wow fabulous uh, well during this era of internet um, growth how has it changed the life of military personnel uh, and i would think particularly during the holiday season well i think it's nothing short of a than a revolution i mean if you can think about back not so far even to desert storm uh, we all waited patiently for mail call and we remember back in World War II the V-mails and how important those letters were from home. Well, today, for many of our servicemen and women, um, it's mail call every day. They go and they log into military.com and get their email, or they log into Hotmail and get their email, and they hear every day about what's happening back home. So it's really enabled real-world communications with their families, uh, with their friends, with their businesses if they're reservists. Sometimes they're staying in touch to what's going on. It's empowered them to understand what's going on in the war. We no longer just rely on armed forces radio and television. You can log into CNN. Uh, you can uh, look at AP News real time. And in fact, um, we're hearing stories real time from soldiers and sailors and airmen uh, on the front. Uh, we, don't, we don't have to necessarily wait for it to be reported. That's, that's just fantastic. Now stick around with us, Chris. I want to now bring on uh, Lieutenant Commander John Wallach, uh, who I believe John... Um, 
is the public affairs officers for the Great Lakes Naval Training Center. Is that correct, John? That sure is, Kenny. And uh, that's under the command of uh, one of the past guests we had here, Admiral Ann Rondeau. Absolutely right. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing you on because during the holiday seasons, and we know the Great Lakes is just jammed with some great Navy people, uh, mainly trainees, uh, what goes on? There's some kind of special promotion, I believe, that happens for the, um, the, the sailors there. Well, you're right. For the past uh, 25 or 30 years, we have uh, had a program called Adopt-A-Sailor here where our recruits, who are in basic training here for nine weeks. This is where every enlisted sailor who joins the U.S. Navy passes through. Uh, we, we run our operation here 24-7, 365. Consequently, we have a lot of young men and women here over the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, and we adopt them out to families for the day throughout the Chicagoland area. Uh, very popular at Thanksgiving. This year we had uh, 1,600 recruits join different families and church groups and organizations around the region. And for Christmas this year, we've got uh, 1,200. And they'll be going out to spend Christmas Day with uh, a lot of families here in Chicagoland. And uh, every year, without fail, we manage to get all of our eligible sailors uh, out so they have a chance to spend Christmas or Thanksgiving away from the barracks. So, so as I understand, these active duty uh, trainees uh, literally have uh, an opportunity to go and meet a new family and be a part of someone's family because they can't go back to their own? Absolutely right. Yep. For the day, they're, uh, they're adopted by a Chicagoland family. Uh, I don't want to leave Wisconsin out either. We just, uh, we, they're allowed to go within a 50-mile radius of the base, and uh, the families call. They register. A lot of families have difficulty because the demand is so high. Uh, last year, after September 11th, we had all of our recruits adopted out for Thanksgiving uh, two weeks prior, which was a record. <laughs> so, so in other words, you have more families than you have actual trainees? We absolutely have more families than we have recruits eligible. God bless. That's, that's really a great thing. I'm going to bring up uh, now Ensign Eric Peterson. Uh, I'm bringing Eric in. Uh, not only is his dad, uh, Dan Leonard, here with us tonight, who has been one of our real strong supporters, but uh, Eric, I understand you've recently uh, became a, a fighter pilot. Well, uh, not to disappoint anyone out there, but I'm actually uh, flying rotary wing aviation for the Navy. Oh, that's I'm a, I'm a helicopter pilot. Oh, that's good. In California. So, oh. uh, but uh, yes, I just finished the uh, the rag squadron out there. I've had my wings for about six months. And you know why I'm bringing you on board here tonight, don't you? Talk about how happy I am uh, to be home for the holidays. Exactly. I mean, we've got so many people. Um, last week we had 55 countries that were in on the internet with us, so we know that there were a lot of people who are out of country, not involved uh, with their families who during this holiday season would really like to be. How, how important and what does it mean to be back home? Well, uh, m for me, my family is, uh, is really uh, orientated around the holidays and uh, we have a lot of parties. I have a lot of good friends still in the area, so for me it, it means the whole world. That's excellent. Uh, I'm now going to bring up our, our friend um, Steve Sumsky. How are you doing, Steve? Great. You're good there tonight. Uh, we're going to have you tell us, so uh, you've got a couple friends that I believe uh, have some Christmas stories they, they can relate to us about what it was like being a veteran during the holidays. Yeah, Kenny, I'm going to go to a good friend of mine, Gunny Brandon, who was in 2nd Bath, 4th Marines, 3rd Marine Division uh, in uh, Vietnam. And Gunny, are you on the phone there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here, Steve. Oh, great, Gunny. Gunny's calling from McMinnville, Oregon. Uh, good place. Uh, really nice there off the Willamette River. 
Go ahead, Gunny. Tell us a little bit about one of your Christmases. I know that uh, one of them was uh, pretty sad for you, but uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about it. Well, I think, Steve, probably the first one that was uh, the saddest to me was in 1944. My brother, uh, Howard uh, Russell Brandon, we called him Stubby, uh, was home on leave in 1944, and uh, he was only home for a, a few days. Uh, all he could tell us is that he was training for a landing on some Pacific island, uh, somewhere in the Pacific. Uh, later we was to learn it was uh, Iwo Jima. He was with D Company, 2nd Battalion, 28th Marines of the 5th Marine Division. Uh, that was the battalion that was in responsible for raising the flag on Mount Sarabachi. My brother Stubby was killed March 9, 1945 by a sniper. He was trying to save one of his uh, wounded buddies. I think I knew at that time, Steve, that someday I was going to be a Marine. And you became a Marine then? Yes, sir. I stayed, I stayed in the Marine Corps for over 20 years. I'd have probably stayed longer, but during the battle at out of Quezon in, in 1968, I got caught in an ambush up there by the hardcore North Vietnamese soldiers. Uh, it got wounded for my sixth time uh, in Vietnam, which caused me to spend a couple of years in the hospital, and then eventually the Marine Corps retired me. How many holiday seasons did you have to spend away from your family? You know what? It was unusual. I think I spent just about every Christmas out of 20 away from my family. Oh my. It seemed like that was the time of the year that, that I got a set of orders. Uh, the first time uh, I was away from, well, before I was married with my family, was off the coast of Korea in uh, 1953. We was responsible for taking 14,000 Chinese communist prisoners, prisoners to Formosa. And I, probably the saddest thing that happened that day was a LST, which is what they call a landing ship troops, was hauling, tw hauling 27 Marines and two hospital corpsmen, and in rough sea it was hit and turned over, and all 27 of the men were lost. So that was pretty, the, I guess, probably the, one of the saddest times I remember during my time in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Well, you stick with us, Gunny, because I know uh, we want to bring out another uh, friend of Steve's on the line. Uh, Steve, who is your, uh, your next we buddy? we got uh, Don Newbold. Uh, Newbold, he was also in the 5th Marine Division, 3rd Bat, 26 Marines, and a fire team. And uh, Don, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, Don, go ahead. You know, I can't hear, I can't hear what everybody else says except your announcer. Okay, <laughs> you mean Kenny, Kenny DeCamp. Well, I, the, the audience thing doesn't come through. Okay. Oh, that's okay. a shame. Well, listen, Don, tell us a little bit about Christmas in the Marine Corps. Well, uh, I can tell you about Christmas, first of all. Go ahead. Uh, Christmas was just before we loaded up in the transports to go to Iwo Jima. And uh, when we went through the chow line, and the chow line is the food line, uh, they gave us turkey, uh, they gave us a vegetable, they gave us potatoes, and they gave us gravy. And then you go down the end of the line, they had a piece of apple pie or strudel or whatever, and they dumped it right on top of the gravy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> it doesn't sound uh, that... I uh... remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more jovial part of Christmas, I guess. <laughs> we also had another story uh, that you uh, wanted to relate about uh, your uh, Christmas present from the Navy. Well, if you want to, real quick, this is not probably entirely in, in, in the mode of Christmas, but when we, when we got on ashore on Iwo Jima, my job was a naval gunfire uh, radioman 
We had a naval gunfire team. We fired uh, naval ships at targets, as called. And, uh, Steve, do you want to run through this to me? I, okay, we can run through it real quick, Dan. You, you, you know what this is. <clears throat> you bet. You are the most knowledgeable guy I know about Go ahead. World War II. Go ahead. Well, you do first, Dan. Charlie 263 to Foxfire. Roger, coordinates. Baker 5, 40 right, down 20. Fire. Fire 1. Salvo. Left 10, down <clears throat> 10. Fire. Salvo. Rapid fire, five salvos. That's it. Now, this is basically just a little simulation between a naval gunfire ship, normally a destroyer, which can walk the rounds closer in, and a uh, fire team member at EWO. Don, thank you very much for that good, and we'll get back to you here in a minute. I want to sign it over here to Kenny. I'm going to come back now and uh, introduce everybody to our colonel here at the table. He's uh, the wingman for... For good old uh, General Dave, this is Tom Rendell. Tom's, um, well, tell us a little bit about what you do here in the local area with um, ROTC. I grew up in the area, thanks, Kenny, and uh, I was lucky enough to get stationed back here. So for me, this is one Christmas where I'm with part of my family. My folks live here in Downers Grove, but my wife is out in Colorado. I've spent seven out of 26 Christmases away from family, which isn't as much as our Marine friend, but it's enough. Uh, I'd just like to make the comment uh, to remind everybody to take a look at a great article uh, in the Tribune uh, from the weekend. It's a John Cass article, and it talks about a young soldier who's writing about uh, what he's about to face. He's in a forward-deployed location, and he talks about uh, what it feels like to be a soldier, what it feels like to be in the service and to carry the weight on your shoulders, to know some of what's coming. He can't reveal too many details. The beautiful thing is the young man got to come home to Chicago here on leave. And so he's here with his family for the weekend. And I won't mention names and such, but those that are interested can get a copy of the paper. It's a great article. And it talks about good things happening over the holidays. For our, for our soldier, for that specific soldier? Or? Yeah, for that specific soldier. And there are others that are on leave, too, but this is just one that John chronicled in his article. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring Christopher Michael back on for a, a moment. And uh, Christopher, just wondering, uh, do you get a lot of feedback from soldiers onto military.com, or is it mostly just a reference? Now we get a tremendous amount of feedback. So um, every morning we we send out a national security briefing to about 200,000 people talking about what's going on uh, in the world and national security, and obviously a lot's going on today. Uh, once a week we send out 500,000 benefits updates. And uh, one thing about the military community, and you know there's about 30 million members of the military community conservatively, uh, they're very vocal and have some strong opinions about some important topics. And we get a tremendous amount of feedback. Uh, many people asking for help, asking for help to interface with the VA or interface with uh, the Defense Department. Many people uh, offering to help one another, uh, enabling kind of this veterans network to get jobs, to find one another. One of our most popular applications is um, the personnel locator, and it's a free application where people can come in and find almost anyone they've served in, served with, and it's a free application for service members, and we get a tremendous amount of feedback. For example, uh, our discussion boards, which are forums where you can send uh, notes to service members overseas or just discuss any topic you want. Just this year, they have over 300,000 postings. So there's a lot of activity here. And that's the kind of posting where someone could just write to anybody that they don't even know is, or to just the people they do know? No, it's to anyone that, that's uh, on the community and taking a look. So, and that could be, you know, millions of people. 
sort of or like a pen pal or internet pal kind of a well it's it's, it's more of a um, a bulletin board so you can post a message and people can read the message and react and, and uh, respond if they'd like so uh, there's lots of people talking about World War II there's a lot of people talking about um, uh, whether we should go to war in Iraq or not and it's a kind of a place where people can share those messages and they're there for everyone to see great Christopher I want to thank you for being on with us I've got two uh, quick um, questions that have come. One uh, over our chat room uh, for the Ensign here. They're asking what kind of helicopter do you fly and uh, how long did it take to learn? Uh, right now I'm flying the uh, MH-60 Sierra in San Diego and uh, flight school is about two years long. Just for the helicopter or flight school for uh, a different range of? Flight school in the Navy starts out flying fixed wing no matter what and after six months of that then you select either continue flying airplanes or go uh, rotary ring aviation. I selected rotary ring aviation, and then it was a year more of training after that. And good. And uh, Steve, we got a question for you. Uh, we might have to come back after the break to ask you, but it, it has to do with um, a certain ship that was sunk on Christmas Eve, 1944, uh, from uh, the rein bringing reinforcements from England during the Battle of the Bulge. Ever hear of this? I've heard of that ship. Uh, they had the 66th Infantry Division on that ship, and that was a kind of a big cover-up. <clears throat> but yes, I have, and oh. uh, well, uh, it was on uh, the History Channel here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, no kidding! It was, uh, I guess the ship was called the uh, Leopoldville. You got it. And they lost 700 people, or more, or more. Okay, I'm going to break away for a few moments now and go into our support message. This is our 16th program that we're doing on the Veterans Radio Hour, and the first without General Dave. Unfortunately, or fortunately, he's having a good one away from here. We want to thank everybody uh, that is involved in helping out with the Veterans Radio Hour, especially during this holiday time, such as the USO. Any of you who support the USO, that is great. It's a great United Service organization working to assist all of our service persons. Also, military.com, as Christopher Michael said, connecting the military community to all the benefits of service. Military.com, saluting all who have answered the call to our nation's service. Also, our partner, the National Vietnam Veterans Art Museum in Chicago, with over 800 works of art from 160 artists. That's nvvam.org. Uh, I want to thank uh, the students, who you'll be hearing again from Barrington High School Madrigal with Nancy Tobison. They're going to be singing for us a couple more times in the show. And during our holiday, we got to have good wishes to... Uh, well, my executive producer and partner, Lance Hack, uh, Lambert Matias, Carl King, Mark Eli, a big, big wish to Dave and Holly Grange and their whole family. Don't forget about Ralph Hack and Peg Near, who are here all the time, along with Donna and Bill for assisting us, Dan Leonard uh, for always being a good guy on the block with us. Next week's program, we're going to be doing a program that has to do with the best of the Veterans Radio Hour. We're going to be tying in all of our last 16 shows and playing some excerpts and listening to some of our bloopers and some of the things that made us laugh and some of those things that made us feel that there was a necessity to uh, go out and shake hands with a veteran, thank a veteran, and uh, let every active person, duty person know we love them. You're listening to the Veterans Hour on the Talk, 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 Talk Radio Network.
the Veterans Hour now returns to full readiness on the TRN Talk Radio Network. The Veterans Hour proudly presents our military hero's story of valor. Tonight's story of valor is Delbert O. Jennings, Staff Sergeant U.S. Army Commander C of Company C, 1st Battalion, 12th Cavalry. The place and date, Kim Song Valley, Republic of Vietnam, Christmas weekend. And on December 27, 1966, exactly, as part of Company C, when it was defending an artillery position, got attacked by North Vietnamese Army Regiment, supported by mortar, recoilless rifles, and machine gun fire, Sergeant Jennings sprang to his bunker, astride the main attack route, and slowed the oncoming enemy, which had highly effective machine gun fire. And despite a very tenacious defense in which he killed at least 12 of the enemy, his squad was forced to the rear. After covering the withdrawal of the squad, he rejoined his men, destroyed an army demolition crew that was about to blow up a nearby howitzer, and killed three more enemy soldiers. After helping to repulse the final enemy assault, he led a group of volunteers well beyond friendly lines to an area where eight seriously wounded men lay. They recovered the eight men who would have all probably perished without early medical treatment. Staff Sergeant Jennings, extraordinary heroism and inspirational leadership saved the lives of many of his comrades and contributed greatly to the defeat of a superior enemy force, a Medal Honor of Recipient. The Veterans Radio Hour salutes the Active Service Person of the Week, made possible through the support of Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. As they say, PBR me, ASAP. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, available at your local retail outlet. And today's Active Service Person that we're so proud to say uh, we love him. He's uh, away from us today during this holiday season. Colonel David Mintz. He's the 18th Wing Inspector General and is currently deployed supporting Operation Enduring Freedom as the director of the Regional Air Movement Control Center, which assigns the takeoff and the departure times, known as slot times, which are involved in combat, sustainment, humanitarian, and com commercial air operations in Afghanistan. The, the Colonel Mintz scheduled his first mission in late January and now arranges more than 1,000 flights per week. You're listening to the Veterans Hour with retired Brigadier General Dave Grange. And now, back to the broadcast. And uh, Dave is on vacation tonight, and we have the Barrington High School Madrigal Singers giving a tribute to Colonel Mintz. Sing Noel, 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 S
Happy holiday seasons to our, all of our listeners. I want to bring on uh, one a new person who's just come on the phone with us. This is Old Sarge. He's Ron Regan. He's out of uh, Florida. He's got a radio talk show himself in Florida known as the Veterans Cafe. And I believe he also has a, a nice program um, on the cable stations, uh, television-wise, too, called the Veterans Forum. You with us there, Sarge? Yeah, how you doing, Ken? Very good, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I think you probably, since you've been in this business so long and <laughs> you work so well in the, in the military, that yeah. uh, you might have a good uh, Christmas holiday story somewhere in, in your life. Yeah, right. Well, thanks for mentioning my two. I do have two. Uh, two television programs now, which I fell into. Congrats. <laughs> and one, one's called Combat Veterans, which I interview a lot of World War II, Korean, and so on. Uh, you know, pilots, co-pilots, gunners, uh, Army, et cetera. It's been a great time. I've had a lo lovely time with it. Anyway, yeah, getting back to your question, I remember back in 58. Now, of course, uh, I was leaving. I had orders from the uh, East Coast where I was at Stewart Air Force Base up in Newburgh, New York, and uh, report to Okinawa, you know. And when I got over there in 58 October, uh, I got on the island and I found out down, the, down at Naha, where I had to go, uh, when I finally got there, there was no airplanes on the base. Hardly anybody was there. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I got down to the uh, orderly room and there was an airman or two-striper down there, airman second at the time, I guess they call him, uh, two-stripes. Anyway, he says, yeah, well, I'm acting first sergeant. And everybody was over in the, uh, Formosa, which they called it at that time. Now, of course, it's Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And they were defending the Kwamoi and Matsu Islands at that time. And there were tens and thousands of Army, Navy, Marine, Air Force guys down there, Navy, you know. Uh, all kinds of things were going on, air cover and so on and so forth. Um, so I, I didn't get down there right away. In fact, I stayed on Okinawa. I actually had to break into the, uh, the Kwanzaa hut that held the radar sites. Uh, radar, not site, but the radar equipment, and I was repairing the black boxes for the F-86 dogs. I don't know if everybody remembers the F-86 dog. Uh, Steve does. But had, had a huge, huge uh, uh, electronics radar system on it, uh, or the F-89, or the F-102s, that kind of thing. Anyway, I, I was there all by myself pretty much for almost three months, so it was kind of a dismal, very dismal, <laughs> lonely existence. Well, that's, uh, I think, how most of the holidays for quite a few of the... Um the GIs that are yeah. out there today. Yeah, so there, uh, periodically people would come back and forth from Formosa, but, uh, you know, it wasn't my turn to go there until later, but I only stayed a few, a few weeks, I believe, and then came back. But uh, as I said, it was, it was one of the 
one of the, the first time I was away from home from my family, and that that was a little tough. Yeah, but I, as I always I always remember it as uh, uh, you know trying to get find find housing for the wife, and she was supposed to come over, and so on and so forth. But I'm glad everybody is on board today. I was listening to some of it before I had a cut off of uh, of the internet to make your phone call. Well, good. Uh, I'm glad you're on with us. Yeah. So I I heard some terrific stories, and I want to I want to say to everybody who is uh, who has come on and those who are going to be on uh, in the next uh, half hour or so, Merry Christmas, and uh, let's hope that we uh, we do endure uh, our freedom and and hold on to this uh, you know this veterans things. Uh, uh, let's get some unity, I suppose, is what I'm looking forward to. I thank you on that, and uh, you stick with us for, for a little bit if you can, because sure. I've got another um, soldier I'd like to bring on board now who's going to give us a little bit of a story when uh, he had to be away from home at Christmas one time. Okay. Uh, are you there, General Dave? Yeah, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're able to join us tonight. How, where, where are you, actually? I'm, uh, I'm at my dad's farm west of Manassas in Virginia. Okay, so it's it's not a secret op tonight. No, not, no, no, <laughs> overt, not covert. Very good. Well, I got Tom Rendell sitting next to me, and he's making sure that we flow good. Right. But you and I once had talked about uh, the many of times during the holiday seasons you had to be away. I wonder if there's a special story that uh, you could relate to our audience. Yeah, there's a couple, but let me relate one from uh, Vietnam when I was a second lieutenant leader, rifle platoon leader in the uh, 506 Parachute Infantry, 101st Airborne Division in I-Corps, Vietnam. And uh, it was a, time, a period of time we were out in the field, uh, longest period of time straight. I think it was 64 days, and it was during the monsoon, so it rained every single day. And uh, on Christmas Eve, on the 24th, I uh, had a platoon of about, uh, it was about 26 of us. We're supposed to have 41, but you never had a full platoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, people had dug in for the night, NDP, night defensive position. It was raining like hell. Everybody was just kind of kind of cool. It was kind of cold. And I feel a little lonely. And uh, so there was a kind of a Christmas tree, but it didn't, not like the kind that we think about here, but it was a, it was an evergreen of some sort. And... Uh, we uh, decorated that tree within the, in our perimeter, hand grenades and machine gun uh, belts, machine gun ammo and uh, flares and some other things, and and uh, just kind of stood around in the rain there, uh, wishing each other Merry Christmas. But uh, I'll never forget it, I'll never forget the name of the mountaintop. It was Don Kapoi in I Corps, and uh, it was I guess a you know, typical soldier soldiers away from home uh, Christmas with the troops. Well, that, that's uh, quite unique. Did you light the flares on the tree, by the way? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we were staying low-key, and it wasn't like discipline, of course. Well, that... Uh, but uh, I'll never forget it. I just want to wish you guys a good show, and uh, Merry Christmas, and to all the veterans that are listening to our show tonight. Yeah, can I interrupt there? Go ahead there, Sarge. Yeah, how you doing, Dave? Hi. Good, listen, hey, did you ever... Uh, the rumor I had read about that you were being tapped by the president for a special assignment... We can't talk about those yeah. private. <laughs> well, I know that. That's why I want to find out about it. That's why I thought you were missing. Sorry, Sarge, he's tapped for one thing and one thing only, and uh, that is to live a nice life out in the uh, Chicagoland area and be on our radio show once every right. uh, every Sunday night. Yeah, well, we, we continue that. to serve where we can uh, on, on uh, some some tasks, uh, you know, for the United States and the in the Operation Enduring Freedom, a few other things, just yeah. like some of my buddies are, but. Uh, sure. 
nothing high speed, just kind of a just supporting where we can. All right, that's good. All right, yeah. well, I just wondered. Dave, we'll see you next week here when we're going to do uh, a special show. I think you got planned for us. Yeah, we'll do the uh, the best that we had, Kenny. Good. Yeah, through the year of 2002. I think everybody's going to enjoy it, and uh, that'll be a, that'll be a good show. All right, thank you so much, sir. You uh, continue on having a good time, and the very very best to all of your family and Holly's family as well. Yeah, thanks. They're the best to you guys. Okay, well, very right good. We're going to uh, go a little bit further now before we take away. Um, I think, Steve, you got something? Yeah, uh, I'm going to get back to Gunny Brandon. Gunny, uh, are you there? Gunny? One more time. Gunny, Gene? there? Gunny, yeah, are yeah. you there? I'm here, Steve. Yeah, Gunny, why don't you tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, that uh, Toys for Tots holiday where you brought a lot of those uh, poor kids up from uh, the border for uh, Christmas? Yeah, good you know, question. When we was in uh, Camp Pendleton, California in 1959, <laughs> We used to go down with buses and pick up a load of these orphan kids out of Tijuana, Mexico, and bring them up to Camp Pendleton and spend a day with them, you know, showing them around the base, riding us around on, on the bus, taking them to the mess halls. Had a great time, and every one of us was responsible for getting a gift for each one of them kids, and it was, it was a great time. We had a lot of, lot of camaraderie amongst us Marines back then. Good, and what year was that? That was in 1959 at Camp wow. Pendleton, California. Back when it started. That's back the good. And they're still doing Toys for Tots today. We'll you be bet. right back after this message. Okay. At ease, soldier. The Veterans Hour with General Dave will settle in again after a short break break on the Talk Radio Network. Way Anchor Mates, the Veterans Radio Hour now continues full speed ahead on the Talk Radio Network. Aye, aye, sir. And welcome back to the Veterans Radio Hour. Uh, we never gave our phone number out tonight, 866-928-2329. That's because we have been very busy. Phone lines have been off the, off the, off the wall tonight. We're going to go around the table a little bit and talk a little bit uh, more to say goodbye to everybody. Christopher, Michael... Uh, we're going to be talking with him for just a second. Christopher, I got a question that uh, came in. Are you still there with me? Yeah. It's a question off the email from uh, Gene at Fort Wood, Missouri. Okay. Wants to know if military.com can provide a method for family members to communicate to active duty members overseas. Well, it, it certainly can, and I, I'm, I'm hoping she means uh, family members. <clears throat> um, service members, uh, any, almost anywhere they are, whether they're in a submarine, or on a surface ship, or or even in a foxhole, um, many times have access to uh, internet, and that's made through made available through their commands or through the USO or through a variety of means. And if the, if the family has a web-based email account like Hotmail or one you can get free on military.com, they can communicate directly with their family members. Excellent. I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight, Christopher, and uh, a very happy holiday to you and well, yours. Merry Christmas. Take care. Thank you, sir. And now we'll move on a little bit more. I want to bring back the ensign. Ensign, what are you going to do for uh, the rest of the uh, leave, and how much leave do you actually have? I'm going to be home until January 5th, and I'm going to a lot of family Christmas parties, hanging off with my friends, just enjoying my time off. And how long has it been since you were home? It's been about seven months. Seven months. Well, good. Welcome home, and a very happy holiday to you. And uh, I met your mom tonight and everything, so the very best to you. All right. Thanks for having me. I want to bring up now our friend Colonel Rendell, who's been with me <laughs> during the night here. Uh, I think you've got a special little story you want to bring up to us. 
Yes, I want to just talk a bit about what it was that really secured our country for us, and it was some activity that occurred Christmas of 1776. Uh, everybody's familiar with the July 4th story, but, you know, after July 4th, the war went very badly for the uh, Continental Army. In fact, uh, there were only 6,000 volunteers in the Continental Army, and Washington was very concerned that while at Valley Forge, half of those people would go home by New Year's. And he formulated a plan to attack the Hessian garrison at Trenton, New Jersey and crossed the river with about 2,000 men and bagged 800 Hessians and drove the Hessians away. And then again, uh, this was on Christmas evening, the 25th of uh, December, and then again on the uh, 3rd of January, made another attack at Princeton, uh, driving the rest out. And then what he ended up doing was solidifying the army, and it went through a lot of ups and downs for the rest of the war, but that initial set of victories were what did it. The important thing to remember is we're threatened right now by a bunch of people who say they're going to attack on the holidays. And there's also some talk that we might attack on the holidays, but it all started with a big attack that occurred just after the birth of our nation. And I'd like to make sure that, uh, that folks keep that in mind as we, as we look at some, some dire times ahead. That's very good because I'm finding out too that not enough people know of history. And um, we should probably get a little bit more into history if we could about uh, where we all really are coming from. Uh, Steve, you want to say goodbye to your friend Don for a moment? I think he might have another quick one. Yeah, Fox Fire to Charlie 263. Over. You there, Don? Over. Say, remember when the uh, you were telling me at Camp Tarwa when you uh, you got a Marine Corps uh, leave at Christmas, uh, and uh, what is it, 25,000 Marines descended on the town of what 800? Tell us a little bit about in about 20 seconds. About uh, 20 seconds? No, we did not get leave. Oh. Just we just it, there was no place to go where we were training, in the up the uplands of Hawaii. However, I want to say this to everyone out there. Um, if our country has to go, then I hope we go with everything, because if we're not moralistic about it, then we shouldn't go at all. But I believe that, if, that at my age, I'm safe. I'm too old. But if the Corps calls me tomorrow, I will saddle up and go. Here, here, Don. I hope everybody hears that. We've heard Thank it loud you, and clear. Thanks a lot for being with us. Richard Thanks, Gack, sir. are you there? Is no, Richard, Richard Gack on the phone? Hi, how you doing? All right, Richard. Richard's a friend of ours. He's been one of the supporters, uh, I believe, a Marine, Vietnam. Uh, you've got a quick Christmas story, I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one I think people probably get uh, kind of a kick out of. You've got 30 seconds. Let us hear some. Okay. In Vietnam on Christmas of 66, my brother was in a peanut-making company, and uh, he used to uh, seal up cans of peanuts. Uh, inside the cans of peanuts were uh, bottles of vodka and gin and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and glasses, and when they uh, he would chip them over, obviously they were sealed in cans. So we, we opened them up at Christmas, and uh, we ate the peanuts, we drank the booze, and then we uh, took the glasses and threw them up against the uh, the second lieutenant's hooch. And he also had sent a, a Christmas tree, which we uh, burned in effigy after that. Very good. We thank you, thank you sure. an awful lot for being with us, quick brother Richard. Sure, also, we want to come back uh, to Gunny Brandon. <laughs> Gunny, we want to thank you for being with us. You got one last thing you could tell us? Yeah, well, I'd like to tell you, them girls or them, them people that sang did a beautiful job. I really enjoyed that. And my compliments to them, please. You're welcome very much. We're glad you were with us, Super Time. Matter of fact, we're going to have them do another number in, in just a minute. Uh, we'll see. Um, old Sarge, I'll have to talk to you again later because we're running out of time. You know what it's like on the business here. And we're now going to bring up, and thanks, Steve, we're going to stick around, uh, stay on the Internet with us, because after we go off the air uh, radio-wise, we will continue on for another 15 or 20 minutes, so telling some stories. Back, and now to ending with our uh, Barrington Madrigal Singers.
Under the direction of Nancy Tobison from the Barrington High School, the Madrigal Singers. We want to thank all of our listeners tonight uh, and all of our guests that were on. This is a fast-flying holiday show. I want to also thank somebody who's dear in a lot of our hearts, most military people, Bob Hope. And if you don't know, Bob is doing well. He's going to be 100 in May. So keep your prayers going for him. And thanks, live audience. Thanks, listeners. We're out of here. You're tuned to the Veterans Radio Hour with retired General Dave Grange, coming to you from the Veterans Center Studio. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back uh, to the show now. What we're doing is streaming over the Internet. Um, I know last week at this time when uh, Mark wasn't as busy as he is tonight, we were on 55, 56 countries. Uh, over 7,600 people were logged on. Uh, it's, and each week it seems we garner at least another four or 500, if not another 1,000. And I think with all the people we let know in Barrington that we were going to be on, we're, we're probably rolling a little bit better. This is the part of the show now where we're kind of loose and free, uh, since we don't have to worry about commercials or any kind of special promotions that we have to do. If anybody in the audience has a question they'd like to come up and ask you, you feel free to. We're going to turn a little bit of the show over now. Uh, we've still got uh, Brandon uh, Percy on the phone, and we've got old Sarge with us, too. And, Steve, I think you're going to talk a little bit about a th an idea you have. Well, uh, I just want to mention and uh, say hello. You know, we were talking about Toys for Tots. Well, one of the founders and pioneers for Toys for Tots here in uh, the Chicago area was Howard T. Olson. He was uh, actually uh, with our executive producer's uh, godfather, Clyde Larkin, who also was in uh, H Company, 3rd Battalion, 28th Marines at Iwo Jima. Clyde uh, won a, was awarded a Bronze Star. He was wounded in combat. He uh, rescued many a Marine uh, from gunfire and brought him back to uh, uh, Doc uh, Brown's hooch, uh, was a battalion doctor for 2nd uh, 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 Bat uh, 27th and uh, uh, another doc for uh, uh, third bat 28th. But uh, anyway, Howard T. Olson, very quickly, uh, was a big man, six foot six, about 240 pounds, and for being a big man, was never wounded. He burned his leg in a hot sand there at uh, Ewope. He was one of the pioneers that helped start the Toys for Tots, and I want to say hello. And uh, he's uh, deceased now, but one of his uh, favorite expressions was what do you think about that as far as that is concerned 
And uh, I know that sounds funny, but he used that phrase a lot. He was also historian of the 5th Marine Division. I'd just like to uh, go out and say a few uh, words to a few Marines. Maybe you can come back and say a few. But uh, also, uh, really quick here, Kenny, on veterans. Uh, you know, my mom and dad, uh, my mom worked uh, for the VA. She was a nurse and worked in Heinz Hospital. And many a Christmas, we had a lot of disabled vets and blind vets in our house for Christmas and dinners around Christmas and New Year's. And I think it would be a good thing. You know, there's a lot of disabled vets that are laid up that sure like to appreciate a good dinner and a good house and remember, and even a blind vet, whatever it is. And we should honor those people. They should give the number one attention. You've got it. Okay, I'll turn it over to you. I want to come back say one other word too quick. Yeah, no, you're, we've got uh, the next 15, 20 minutes to do okay. things. I just want to be able to thank the uh, the Madrigal singers that have been here with us tonight. There's what, about 10, 12 of you. Uh, you know, and, and these are these are some very handsome and very beautiful looking, uh, most of you are seniors, are you? Yeah, all of you are seniors. So you're going to be going on. I believe some of you are going off to Verona, Italy. Is that what I hear also? as some kind of special tour and I think Nancy if I remember rightly um, you've taken your madrigal singers over the years to quite a few places yeah that's correct she tells me uh, uh, if I believe right aren't you like one of the few um, singing groups uh, that have gone off to Cuba even and sang and sang in Cuba They're very unique uh, we're going to let you guys go home because I know it's getting late uh, here with us tonight. <laughs> they're all smiling, going, yeah, and we don't have school tomorrow. We've got things to do. And they're all cheering on that one. We're going to uh, let them all leave, but they're going to do one more number with us before they take off. students, uh, I don't know if you recognized or heard it, a couple of you that were close to the, the table here, but uh, Nancy, while that was going on, it turns out that the colonel was in the Madrigal group when he was in high school, and he was doing a few dings and dongs back here behind you, and it, uh, it sounded a lot better than my voice in the shower, uh, but do uh, you, you still sing a little, Tom? Occasionally, but only for money. <laughs> You know, uh, one of the things that came across on our chat room here, if anybody wants to chat on um, through the internet, uh, 
you just go to the discussion board and you could chat right into where the show is at and we've got quite a few happening one of them came up and said you know we haven't said anything about the national guard and reserves and and they're just as important. I put them in a category definitely of active duty, uh, even if some of them are only active on weekends or here and there. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I just wanted to say, in fact, I, I knew we had only a short while when I made the previous comment about Washington. But, you know, we've gone through a number of phases in our country. And for the first time now, we've got a, uh, we are the superpower, but we've got a, a force of about 2 million plus and a nation of about 2 point, well, let's see, 260 million. We've got less than 1% of people in uniform. And the reserves? all the reserve components and all the services are worked very hard and you sign up in the reserves these days uh, you're going to find yourself deployed long stretches of time overseas most of the time we had a number of folks even come over and help us garrison brussels the nato and the other facilities that the u.s maintains there uh, fabulous work by folks that could be doing other things and a lot of these folks when they come on active duty let's say that somebody who's a lawyer has elected to remain a staff sergeant in his unit because he loves the army or the Marines. Mm -hmm. uh, that person comes on active duty at the rate, the pay grade, uh, and they leave their income behind. So it's a real issue to those folks. And that, that makes being a volunteer in these days, especially if you're successful outside, doubly tough. And so my hat's off to them. Oh, to all of them. I mean, how just unbelievable that people can do as much as they can for the love of country. Which brings us to another question on the chat room here. It looks like it's from Jay Greeley in Colorado. Jay's one of our regular chat room guys. He always comes up with a good question. He wants to know, uh, the Ensign, what do you expect to be doing next in your assignment? Uh, I have orders right now to go to Guam. Uh, I'll be there for three years after this. It's uh, February 15th, I leave. And it's a three-year assignment? Three years in Guam, that's correct. And you'll just be flying a helicopter back and forth from... <laughs> I'll, to there, I'll be stationed on the island, and uh, from there I'll make deployments uh, mm -hmm. with, the, with the battle group. Mm -hmm. Good. Hey, uh, Sarge, old Sarge, you still there? Yeah, man, waiting. Go ahead. Uh, okay, you know, you go ahead. Yeah, I know you got, I want to bring Steve back up with another yeah. story and his, his buddy uh, Gunny, but why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more? Well, I was, what I would like to know, you know, uh, you, uh, we're starving down here for uh, hunger. We've got 500,000 veterans here in central Florida, and your program isn't picked up by anyone in Orlando. And I was wondering if you're working on that. Oh, we've been trying to work on a lot of different stations. Because, you know, as I said, I'm the only voice here in the wilderness. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, as I said, I fell into two TV programs, which I'm now producer and host. And uh, I'm trying the best I can to volunteer my time and efforts, you know. And it's, I'm having a lot of fun at it, but it's, uh, sometimes it gets a little hectic, you know, well, like as you know. Well, one of them's Veterans Forum, and what's the other now? Well, the other one's the combat veterans. Combat uh, veterans, where, right. Yeah, where I interview guys who were, you know, World War II in Korea, pilots and belly gunners and army guys who were in the combat in Korea, and uh, PT boat guys, submariners, first under the ice cap, all kinds of people. Well, we've got to link you up then with our Steve Sumsky military his, uh, enthusiast here who uh, knows yeah. a little bit of everybody and everything, yeah. it seems. Yeah, and as I said, uh, you know, the the, comp, the, uh, the Veterans Cafe is going well. Uh, that's a weekly program. And, and, of course, now after we've got our, uh, got licked by the 107th Congress, uh, those of us who had a little disability problems, uh, you know, now I, can, now I can really get with them this week. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be on, on Christmas Day because that's a Wednesday and they won't let me on. <laughs> is that anyway, true? They, they, have, they have this special Wednesday, uh, uh, Christmas uh, special going on, so... I'll be off the air that day anyway. So I take it Wednesday's your normal day then? Yeah, right. Wednesday's uh, my normal day. So I'll, be, I'll have it all packed up, ready to go next week. And, uh, 
anyway, I want to wish, uh, as I said, uh, one of the nice things about uh, this uh, uh, combat veterans program, which I do, it's, uh, um, we're sending, we're making copies for everybody, and we're also sending a whole lot of information, not only the uh, the videotape, but photographs, et cetera, et cetera, that we collect from the fellows, and we're sending them down to the Library of Congress in the Veterans Historic Project they're having. Yes, we yes. had we had Pete Bardis on with us last week, oh. uh, as a matter of fact, talking all about that and getting people to be involved. We have a, yeah. a special lady here named Eileen uh, also, who's brought a whole bunch of uh, uh, opportunities of how you preserve the memories and, and uh, right. of all the veterans and. Well, I'll have to send you a couple of copies of my tapes. And yes, and, and link up some of your Vietnam guys to our Vietnam Veterans Art Museum uh, in Chicago. We've got a website okay. there, too, uh, that you can plug in on. And yeah, I got a number. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to bug off because I know you guys have a lot to talk about, and I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and let's go get them. The best to you, old Sarge. Yeah, Take bye. care. Bye-bye. All right, Steve. Well, I'd just like to uh, put in a plug for my sis, Eileen Sumsky, who does that Creative Memories. That's a wonderful thing if you're a retired vet, and even if you're retired and want to preserve the memories of your uh, uh, experience in the service or just your uh, family's uh, memories, uh, period, uh, that uh, you can get a hold of us through uh, uh, VeteransRadioHour.com or uh, CreativeMemories.com. Real quick, I want to go to uh, Gunny Brandon. Uh, Gunny, you got a quick story you can tell us? Maybe... Uh, when you want to get at some of those guys out of that uh, harm's way and they, were, they wouldn't leave because you were under heavy combat and you had a, a dead uh, water buffalo laying there, you want to start it from there or do you want to tell another one? I better not tell that one, Steve. Okay. That's a four-letter word. Now. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, I got a, a story. You know you know where everybody knows the flag raising of Iwo Jima, probably the most famous flag ever to go up right. in any, any island. But uh, the Marine Corps also had another little bit of history on that island. It was probably the most single combat out operation was one platoon in the 2nd Bat, Bat 28th Marines was the most decorated platoon of 45 men in the history of the Marine Corps. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that. And these, these were the guys, part of the guys that went up to help raise that flag on Mount Sarabachi. Right. Easy second bet, 28th. Yep, yep. One Medal of Honor, three Navy Crosses, one Silver Star, and out of 45 men, 15 were killed, and all but four were wounded one time or more. So. Yeah, that was Dave Severance. He was company commander, and uh, Harold G. Schreier, uh, who was uh, uh, your in your brother's office, second bat, 28th, later took over as uh, yeah. uh, exec. Hey, uh, I got a question here on the chat room for you, Steve. It's from John in Rolla, Missouri. He, and, I, I mean, this has got to be odd, but knowing you, you probably know it. What was the Social Security number of General Douglas MacArthur? Oh, my God. I can tell you when he was born, January 26th. Are you yeah. like a MacArthur nut or something? Well, no, Bob Maiden, one of our good friends in Dog Company, 2nd Bat, 26 Marines. Carson City was born on a 26, so was my favorite Admiral, Admiral Mark Andrew Pete Mitcher. And uh, one of our greatest uh, Marine uh, amphibious uh, leader, uh, General Roy Geiger, died on the 26th of uh, January, 1947. But anyway... You got me there, man. I'll tell you what, I know a lot about history, but he's got the... Go ahead. No, I, I don't know. Uh, I thought that he probably knew you, you would know it, or yeah, maybe right, he was just trying right, to stump right. you. Right, Well, I can tell you... Is this a guy you know, John well, and Roland, yeah, right. Well, uh, <laughs> I know that in the movie Sergeant York, 
with Gary Cooper, the serial number off uh, Sergeant York's rifle uh, was 218102. You can look that up. Anything else you'd like to know? <laughs> uh, I found out, too, we've got another uh, Army uh, guy who sent in a little note to us that we should know about the NFL and the teams. They're, they're giving out phone cards for the troops. I don't know. Does anybody know about that? Anybody understand a little bit about that? No, I guess not. No. What's the question? They want to know if Social Security numbers existed. They didn't exist. MacArthur yeah, didn't have one. Didn't have hey, one, John Rolla, if you're still around, tell us if that was a trick question or what. No doubt it was. Uh, they wanted, Another question came up, but they wanted to know if um, anybody knows who's filling in, who's sort of taken the role of Bob Hope, uh, since he was the master of ceremonies of the USO. I could tell you that on January 12th, our show is going to be dedicated to the history of the USO. And uh, we will have on with us the president of USO Worldwide, uh, Ned Powell. Um, he's going to be uh, letting everybody know. We're also, we've got some phone calls into a couple of the celebs that used to uh, be with Bob on the tour. And uh, the National Vietnam Veterans Art Museum, next year during this time, beginning in around Thanksgiving and going all the way through the first of the year, is going to be uh, having hope for the holidays. We've arranged to have, uh, with through the family, uh, Bob Hope's family, to have uh, some of the art pieces and gifts and artifacts that have been given to Bob over the years. And there's going to be a couple wings in the museum that are going to be devoted all towards uh, Bob Hope. Right now at the museum, we do have uh, what is known as the Bob Hope Theater. And it's where people come in and watch some of the uh, Vietnam footage that we have and, and uh, some of the interviews that have been done in there. Well, uh, anybody else? Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to just say a quick thank you to uh, Mike Gardner, 2nd Armored Division, and Big Marvin Hollenbeck, 2nd Battalion, 70, 17th Cavalry Regiment, 82nd Airborne Division, of the uh, Transportation Security Administration at the major airports at SeaTac that uh, do a good job in preventing any uh, uh, terrorists from boarding a plane by checking your bag. And I want to say a big hello to you guys. It was good to talk to you last night and keep up the good work. This is Big Steve. Okay, Big Steve. We thank you very much. We're going to say goodbye to everybody now. Uh, we've got a couple questions coming up. Colonel? Yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, there's a veteran in this war that we haven't recognized much, and we need to say something about it, and that is the fact that uh, our, our citizens have been attacked in this one. Uh, we all heard that uh, with the downing of the towers and the attacks in the Pentagon, we lost more people than we lost in all of America's wars, including the Revolution, up until the Civil War. But the unfortunate thing for those of us that serve is that those were civilians that, that lost their lives in those attacks. Well. This war that we've got going on right now has everyone involved, and so uh, my thanks tonight is, is to the people of America for the support that they give, for the discussion that's going on, and, and that's the thing that keeps the rudder straight and, and the course steady, and we can all take a great deal of comfort in that. Thanks. Thank you, Colonel. I've just found out that there, there, there also is an exhibit, a Bob Hope exhibit right now currently at the Air Force Museum at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio where we had some uh, good people on. Hey, Jay Greeley, are you there on the phone with us now? Let me see. No. Jay, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us about the NFL. Well, they, uh, they've been advertising uh, during the 
half times in the game today that uh, they're supporting this uh, telephone cards. And if you go to NFL.com, uh, I believe they have a, uh, a point and click there to uh, tell people how they can uh, donate money to uh, give those cards to the soldiers. Oh, I see. You, you donate something, and then they get cards to the guys overseas in order for right. them to make free calls back home to their family. Right, and I believe the players are actually donating money and time now, too. And I was just saying that you get recommending that maybe uh, you guys could get Favre or somebody to uh, do a little radio chit-chat or something with you and, and uh, either promote that or get with the NFL to have them promote that on your show. Are they doing it only during the holiday season, or... Is it going to well, be a year long? Be a, I think it's going to be more than just the holiday season. I mean, you know, you got New Year's coming, and then you got Easter coming, and, you know, I mean, we get all the holidays, so I think that's what they want to do. So even when the football season goes out, they might still be uh, plugging oh, away? Oh, absolutely, yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, in the past, we've, uh, Dave and I have been able to get the Packers to actually come to Germany. They made uh, trips. We, we had uh, brought three players over one time, and one player, uh, they're, their fullback, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, the all-pro fullback came over and spoke uh, to all the soldiers and stuff. Is he a Green Bay Packer? Uh, Dave? No, who, who you were just saying that you... Uh, oh, yeah, those were all uh, you, Green Bay you think, Packers. You think we care about Green Bay Packers? Well, you've got to remember something. Every Packer <laughs> backer is a Bear fan. Because without the Bears, the Packers wouldn't be. We owe, Green Bay owes its whole livelihood, besides toilet paper, to uh, George Hallis. Okay. And, and that's a fact. I mean, you just have to, I grew up there, so I mean, you got to know that. Okay, all right. And we thank you a lot, Jay, for joining us once again oh, and, and for bet. your support of, uh, that you give to the radio show and all the people you keep turning on to it. Oh, and hey, you guys got to send me some stuff so I can walk it over here and get it on a few of the radio stations around here. Okay, we'll, t we'll uh, be in touch with you on how you go about doing that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I tried to follow up last week and I couldn't get through. Got you, guy. Thanks. Uh, Percy. Yes, sir. I want to thank you for being on with us tonight and uh, plugging away. It has been very helpful for all of us to uh, get to know you a little. Thank you. Enjoyed your program very much. Well, you just stay tuned to us. Uh, if you don't, uh, do you go on the Internet now? Well, my wife's got it jammed up for some reason. We got a long, one of them long emails that goes on for 20 minutes. And so <laughs> my computer's jammed right now. So. Well, you get that all straightened out, and uh, that'll help your wife to feel uh, we'll closer her, to and, you. And thank you guys very much, and Simplify you, Steve. You betcha. Thanks, Jeremy. Simplify you. Okay. I'm, I'm out of here, buddy. All right. All right. Ciao. Right. Bye. And uh, Ensign Peterson, I want to thank you for being uh, real big time with us here. We're really glad you're home, and uh, you have a good time with your family. Uh, the Colonel, you'll be around. He's one of our good regulars here. We thank you very much. Thanks for the support that you had today with me here. It relaxed me a little. And uh, Steve, always a pleasure. Thank you, Kenny. I mean, I, I'm just glad I'm taller than you. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay, Brett. That's it for the Veterans Radio Hour today. Uh, we've done a really nice show. I want to thank everybody, especially our audience. Um, also a big, uh, nice pleasure uh, to my better half, uh, Lena, for being here and putting up with me. And we brought along the daughter today. She was playing violin for everybody earlier, Sarah. Thanks a lot, and uh, I see all the good people out there. We'll see you again, uh, hopefully, next week. The best of. If you're not here, at least listen to it. Veterans Radio Hour is off.